Come on, who's fired up to be in the house of God this weekend? You know, most of us rarely look behind us. Our focus is forward, so we, we don't look behind us a ton. We're, you know, you glance in the rearview mirror, but you're looking, out the, you're looking out the front windshield. But when we forget to look behind us, what we forget is what led us to where we are today, the choices and the decisions. I love what C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, an incredible leader in the kingdom of God and generation before, said this, isn't it funny how day by day nothing changes, but when you look back, everything is different. Did it work that way? Well, what if, come on, I want you to lean in. What if the steps that you took years ago still matter to what's happening in your life today? What if the choices you made yesterday are actively cursing you, causing you to live a life less than the creator has called you to live. Now, some of you, you're not sure where you are spiritually. You're just sort of out for a spiritual walk, checking it out, not sure what you think about God or the church. And man, we're thrilled you're with us. All this month, we're camped out in what we call the Valley of Decision. It's the story of two mountaintops. And those mountaintops represent two choices that every single person has to make. And what we hope that, that, that this weekend will, will help you with your current choices that will not ruin your future. Because what we believe is our choices can lead us to a life filled with God's blessings. Do y'all believe that? Do y'all believe God wants to bless his kids? I mean, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more? God loves to give good gifts. He loves to bless. It's just the heart and the DNA of God. Now, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Bible believer, one of the things that we know is that all through the word of God, God warns us, God urges us to listen to him, to trust him, and walk the way he desires and the way he designed for us to walk. That's the will of God. God wants you to take the right steps in a walk of obedience, in a life that will bring honor and glory to God. Why? Well, for the transformation that it will make in your life, because the hand that holds you, also, not just, for the, not just for the outcomes in your own life, but for others so that when they see you, they'll see him. And they'll want to follow him because they see what it's done in your life. So picking up where we left off last weekend, Moses reminding the people in Deuteronomy chapter 28, because we're spending this month in Deuteronomy chapter 27 and chapter 28, in verse 9 and 10, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, as he swore to you, if, the biggest word in the Bible, if <clears throat> you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. We wanna walk in our ways, right? But if you choose to walk in his ways, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you and the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. 
Now, if you go back and follow the footsteps of Moses to Egypt and rescuing the Israelites and the miracles and all that God did to bring them. Now, Moses is not no longer with them. Uh, this, this whole drama that Moses writes from God uh, will be led by Joshua. So there are these two mountaintops. What we do not see in their past is perfection. None of us are perfect, right? All of sin and come short of the glory of God. But what we know is there are two mountains, there are two ways. There are not three, there are two. There's Mount Ebal going this way, which is disobedience. That's doing life your way. It's Ebal, which means barren. There's Mount Gerizim, which is a life of obedience, and that is a life of continual. Gerizim means cutting away. And just like Jesus said in John 15, you know, my father is the is the farmer, I'm the vine, every branch of me that bears fruit, he prunes it that it might bear more fruit. So there's always a cutting of Gerizim. Not just true for Moses and the Israelites, but over and over and over, we see through the pages of scripture, Old and New Testament, people that wanted to walk in obedience. And those who chose to walk Gerizim, to walk in obedience, who were God's witnesses, were blessed They walked in God's favor. And we can follow their trail all the way up to Mount Gerizim. It's just, it's it's there. So let me ask you a question. Why is it in church in America today, we don't talk about obedience much anymore? We don't talk about disobedience much anymore. And what we never talk about is consequences. Are you with me? See, because if we begin to talk about consequences, we will eventually have to face the rock-hard truth that our choices will always catch up with us. Heard it said that church people sow bad seed all week long and come Sunday and pray for crop failure. Are are you with me? See, we have to, our choice is going to catch up with us, unless, of course, you have a good excuse. And boy, we've got some excuses, don't we? My, my, see, my excuse, my favorite excuse, I did too many drugs before I got saved. I've used that excuse a million times. Not a recent study, Americans make over 2,000 excuses a year to validate bad decisions. Let me give you some of the top excuses. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm too tired. We'll let that go. Let your imagination run with that. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time, it's too inconvenient, or I'm just too forgetful. We all have our favorite excuses, but can I tell you, none of the excuses will keep up with the consequences from our choices catching up with us. Do not be deceived, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that which he also will reap. So there's no way to get around the the law of the planting the sowing and the reaping. It says in Romans 14, 12, so then every one of us will give an account of himself, herself to God. So there's no use crying over the consequences, but we still do, don't we? We complain about our consequences. And the problem is we rarely see our consequences as outcomes of our choices. We blame everybody else. Instead of saying, I made all these stupid decisions and now look where I am. 
Spend more money than you make. Max your credit cards out and see how well that works for you. Are you with me? Marry badly and see how your life will be cursed. See, we want the path of evil because we want to do it our way, but we want the blessings of Gerizim. How often does God say in the scripture, you walk your own way over Old Testament and New Testament? That's why we don't look behind us. Matter of fact, let me ask you a question. Are some of your past choices still chasing you down? Father God, we come to you. And Lord, we just confess that there are times we don't like the law of sowing and reaping, that we don't want to reap bad consequences, curses from our, our bad decisions. And so God, we need a, a, just a clarity of revelation that just like you place Israelites in the valley of decision between those two mountains, that God, we stay every day in the valley and that we will make the wise choice that will honor you, that will bring you praise and glory, and that one day when we stand before you, we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Speak to our hearts, Father. Send us revival. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said? Come on, all God's people said? Welcome, promisers. Again, it's fired out to be in the house of God this weekend. All of our campuses, man, we're thrilled to see you. God behind bars, man, online, we love you guys. Come on, Farragut is rocking the house. Some incredible stuff happening over there. And so we just want you to know we love you and we want God's best for you. It is the burning desire of our heart. Matter of fact, everything that we invite you into, everything, it's not for us. It's to add value to your walk-up garrison your walk with God. Whether it's next steps that we, if you've never been, I want to challenge you, go find out how to be a greater part. Serving that we invite you into, the people that serve get more out of it than the people that are served. Would y'all agree? Come on, all you win team members. Come on. That's exactly right. Giving. When we invite you in the generosity journey into obedience to God. Why? It is Paul said, hey, listen, you guys are giving this generous offering. I want it for the profit that will come to you. The blessing, being involved in a group for prayer and accountability and love and people to be there for you and so many other things. We want to help everyone feel the favor, the blessings of walking in obedience of the abundant life that Jesus offers us because the hands that hold you we don't want evil, we want Gerizim. Your transformation is our burning desire. We spend every week praying for you, elders, leadership team, our campus pastors, our staff, our WIND team members. We do everything we do to see you transformed into the image of our Lord Jesus. Can you imagine if every promiser just this weekend who's in attendance will achieve their full potential in life? My soul, we couldn't build enough buildings or add enough services to capture the harvest that God would use us for. Are y'all with me? It's incredible. Your purpose is our passion. We want to help you walk fulfilled, joy-filled, powerful, anointed of God. 
We want to help you advance the kingdom of God like we have not seen all the way back to the book of Genesis. I believe the greatest days of ministry are right now and moving forward. Listen, man, it's not about what God did. It's about what God is going to do. Come on, somebody. Now look around you at every campus. Are there empty seats? Jesus said, go out in the hedges and the highways and compel them to come in that my house may be full. He didn't say half full. He said full. And God wants to use you. That's why we're doing tricks or treats next weekend. Now, I wish I would have jumped off Ebel when I was eight, not 22. We did things like tricks and treats. Why? To help win people when they're young. Are y'all with me? When they're young so they don't swim as many laps in the stupid pool as I swam. I had lunch with a guy a couple weeks ago. His family wasn't going to church. His daughter started coming. God started working in her life. Their family said, hey, we want what you, where are you going? We're going to Faith Promise. And, they, and their whole family came. They're all connected now. God's transforming them all. That's why we do tricks or treats. So, you know, help your kids. There's door knockers at all of our campuses. Let's win our world. Let's win our world. Are y'all with me? Now, if you missed any of the messages in the series called Choose Your Own Adventure, go back and listen. They're free. Download them online, the app, all that kind of stuff. Because what we want to do is help you choose your adventure in life. So to choose God's adventure, choices must be made. It's the only way around it. We, we had to make this decision massively once, but then every day. Because our daily decisions, whether sport, our big decisions, are sabotaging. In Deuteronomy 27 and 28, God sets this huge stage for Israel to be forced in the valley of decision and make a choice. Mount Ebal on one side, Mount Gerizim on the other. Which mountain will you climb? Well, you, this is modern day, Ebal and Gerizim. What I love going to Israel is all the Bible names are still on the street signs. It's just incredible. Two different paths, up one barren, up the other cutting off, two different paths, two entirely different outcomes. Does that make sense? One choice brings blessing, the other choice brings barrenness, brings cursing. Now, I don't know about you, I'm going to tell you something. I want all God has for me. Anybody with me? I want the favor, the blessings, the transformation, the miracles, the fruit of the Spirit. Man, I want all God has. I want it for Michelle. I want it for my kids. I want it for my grandkids. And I want it for you. And I pray every day that you'll experience it. But it requires that we walk in obedience at Mount Gerizim. Are you with me? There's one who called us to walk up Gerizim who already made a way. I, I, I love this verse, Hebrews chapter 12. It says this, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, all those people that live before us are cheering us on. Chapter 11, the Hall of Fame, chapter 12, we've got this cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin. Come on, which so easily, is it not easy for us to get entangled in the sin? 
It's in the pool, the swimming pool. It's right there. You don't even have to go far. Just fall in. It's right there. Lay aside every sin that so easily entangles us and run with endurance the race that's set before us of Gerizim. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart, climbing what? Gerizim. God made the choices crystal clear. The decision will set your eternity in motion. Where you focus. Does that make sense? Then go back and look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. But it shall come about. Now, do we still believe the word of God? Excuse me? It shall come about that if you do not obey the Lord your God and observe to do all his commands and his statutes with which I charge you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Now, it's the heart of God to chase us down with blessings. But if we choose disobedience, and from verse 16 through verse 68 is listed the cursings that will chase us down. Whether God gives them or whether they're a result of him withdrawing his hand or whether they're just a result of our bad choices, they're gonna follow disobedience. Now, mom and dad, you ever wanted to do something good for your child, but you couldn't because they misbehaved? Y'all know what I'm talking about? How much does God wanna do that our disobedience hinders? Does this make sense? Now, so we, we've got all these curses. And you can, you can go back to Deuteronomy 27 and you can read this list of curses. Now, evil is evil, Gerizim is godly. Are you with me? Y'all still with me? Okay. As I was working on this message, man, the Lord clearly spoke to my heart. Clearly. Sermon was done, I went back and pulled my notes and clearly put it in there. And that is this, that at every campus, there are people right now who are in the valley of decision. And here's the problem. You're trying to put one foot on Ebal and one foot on Gerizim. You want the way of Ebal, but the blessing of Gerizim. You're in the valley of decision. Here's the real problem. Gerizim and Ebal are too far apart to split. You have to make a choice. And not to make a choice is to make a choice. It's Ebal. See, the curses that are listed are consequences for disobedience, for poor choices, and bad decision. And it's one of the reasons why you should Get in the word of God often so that you would understand what he wants and what he doesn't want so that you will live a life of favor and blessings and not cursing. If we go over near the end of chapter 28, verse 45, so all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed. 
because you would not obey the Lord your God by keeping his commandments and his statutes we commanded you. And God ultimately does this hundreds and hundreds of years later. They shall become a sign and a wonder on you and your descendants forever because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and with a glad heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore, you will serve your enemies. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd rather serve God than my enemies. Are y'all with me? See, the reason that so many people in America and even in this church are trapped, either under oppression or captivity, is because you've made bad choices and you're serving those choices. Whether it's an addiction, whether it's greed, whatever it is. Now, let me ask you a question. Because I know what some of you are thinking. If you're listening, say I am. Is God, is God within his right to allow or to send negative consequences for our rejection of him or disobedience to him? Excuse me? Absolutely. You say, somebody said, no, that's Old Testament. Well, Colossians chapter, chapter 3 Said, chapter 3, verse 25, says this. It's in there somewhere. Here we go. Come on. New Testament. Colossians 3, 25, says this. It's on the screen, but I'm going to read it. For he who does wrong, disobedience, will receive the consequences of the wrong which he has done, and that without partiality. So, if you're in the Bible reading plan with me, you're, we're in the book of Jeremiah. What's happening in Israel is they're about to be taken over by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians is a direct result of Ebal, not Gerizim. God's already warned them, but they're being taken over because of what they did. Jeremiah's brokenhearted. He's called the weeping prophet. There's a book he wrote called Lamentations. If you're bummed, that's not your book. Okay. <laughs> Philippians, yes. Lamentations, no. And so God tells Jeremiah, go to the potter's house. The potter is making a wheel. The wheel spinning, he's making a wheel. The, the vessel he's making messes up. He pounds that clay back into a lump and begins to start over. And then he said, Jeremiah, and do I not have the authority to do with the lump of clay that is mine whatever I want? See, what happens in a moment of our weakness when we're experiencing the consequences of bad decisions, we cry out this, it's not fair. See, we want evil. We want to do it our way, but we want God to bless it. And God can't bless disobedience. It's out of his character. Our, listen, God doesn't give participation trophies. You might give them to your little league, but let me tell you, God doesn't give them. The prizes that we get, the consequences as we reap what we sow will be what we earned. Consequences help make us better. Mom and dad, listen to me. You that remove every negative consequence of every stupid choice your kid makes, I don't care if they're six or 60, when you take all the negative consequences, they will never learn to do right. Never. When the principal of Carnes High School called me, said, Dr. Stevens, I've got a, I need to tell you something really difficult today. I said, yes, sir, what's that? 
He said, we're going to flunk Micah. Long pause. I said, and? He said, you're not mad? I said, absolutely, I'm mad. Not at you. I'm mad at him. I'm mad at him. Because, man, high school was a party for my two sons. It was their little fiefdom, their little kingdom. They loved. They didn't want to leave. And he said, we're going to make him stay. I said, fine. You're obeying the rules. He didn't. And he will suffer the consequences. Now, he was such a smoozer that he talked to all of his teachers into talking to the principal and the passing him. I had nothing to do with it. I was good for Karn's 13th grade. Are you with me? Listen, your kids will never learn to do right. My mother was hardest on me. I was the oldest. The oldest has the hardest. The baby of the family, (laughs) they get ruined. My mom would never help me while I was doing drugs. She would give me money for food, gas money. She said, you don't work, you shouldn't eat. You want to help yourself? I'm not helping you. And then my two little brothers lived with her for 40 years as crack addicts. She enabled them. See, parents, you are to be an equipper, not an enabler. An equipper of your kids, not an enabler. If your 40-year-old still living at home doing drugs, kick their butt to the curb. You say, well, look, but, but what, Pastor, that is so, listen, that is so mean. I know, Mom. And he'll be 50 and still be a drug addict. Listen, consequences teach us. Our disobedience, have we all disobeyed? Cost Jesus his life. The cross was the penalty for our sins. He was cursed. God said, if you disobey me, all these curses will chase you down. He took all those curses and he piled them on Jesus. Because God is just and could not ignore our sin, but he loved us and in his love and justice, Jesus paid the penalty. Jesus became cursed for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You wanna talk about unfair? The consequences of choices, let me tell you what, the greatest unfairness in the universe is that Jesus left heaven, took your sins and mine, climbed up on a cross, executed and tortured for our payment and out. Let me tell you, that's what's unfair. Are y'all with me? He is so good, church. Why wouldn't we surrender to his will and to his word? He's worthy of our obedience. He's worthy of our life. He's worthy of all glory and honor. What a mighty God we serve. I'm climbing Gerizim. Who's climbing with me?